It's episode 1070, and it's The Relevant Podcast here in Orlando. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and joining me from Loverland, Virginia, it's Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. From Austin, Texas, author, speaker, podcaster, Jamie Ivey. Hey, guys. And from Nashville, Tennessee, our very own downtown Emily Brown. Hey, y'all. Derek is once again out. So, Emily, you have big shoes to fill. Yeah. Sorry, guys. No pressure. We're glad, we're glad that we're you're glad here. We're glad here. that you're here. Yeah. Wow. Oh, my gosh. I can't imagine a least enthusiasm. <laughs> Y'all had so much enthusiasm. Please calm down. Please. I'm. Jason did the same head. thing before the show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we have a great show in store for you today. Derwin Gray joins us. He's one of our favorite uh, pastors and speakers. Uh, we also have a game at the end of the show called Reality Warp. You don't want to miss that one. And obviously, Slice is coming up as well. Um, guys, I have a recommendation I'd like to make. I, I got old, the opportunity. Old seasoning. It is. Oh, I don't know if we've talked about this on the show. I can't remember. So I want to talk about a, a regional seasoning that's going to uh, uh, end up with about half hour of content. So buckle up. Everyone. Uh-huh. You should get a deal from them, man. All the free publicity you gave them the last few shows. I did. Like, and they, they look like a cool brand. Like I said, they're giving it's free Old Bay tattoos out on the street corner. I mean, that's uh-huh. the kind of brand I want to do business with. Um, you need cash in. I, I got, I went, um, last weekend, I saw, uh, Nate Bargatze, our old friend, friend of the show yeah. on his yeah. new tour. And I don't know if you guys have, have watched his, his latest Amazon special, which I thought was really funny. It's great. He it's did great. a bunch of new material out on the road and his father, who is, you know, especially in some of his early material is like a major magician. figure, the magician now is opening the show with a magic act. And you guys, Cameron, especially, we've seen David Copperfield. We've literally seen David Copperfield together. I've, I've met David Blaine on several occasions. Like I, I've sought out experiences with magic because everybody needs more magic in his life. And his father opened this show, right? He did about like 20 minutes. And I don't want to give too much away because I want people to go. Uh, yeah. And, and obviously the Orlando magic. Uh, Orlando uh, magic. See this, we bond on magic when I thought when we were just getting to know each other and you told me how much you love magic, I thought you're talking about the Orlando magic. And I thought, man, we're gonna be best friends. And next thing I know I'm at a David Blaine show Yeah, and I did not <laughs> and, David Copperfield and, show. I, I did not know and, what's going on. And he was talking a lot about Penny Hardaway and I thought he was talking about, and he Shaq. loved him. Because they're good at magic, but they're also on the magic. But a lot of people don't know. They actually do a little uh, little stage magic routine. Um, no, but Nate Bargatze's father is now opening his comedy special. And he did what I can only describe as an anti-magic routine. And it was, Ooh. it totally worked. And it was totally hilarious. Like, basically, like, the joke was... He's not that good at magic and the trick started falling apart after and it worked so good and uh, got to got to meet Nate and his dad after uh, or get to chat with him after. I'm telling you the highest recommendation. If you get a chance to go to the to uh, Nate Bargatze's tour, it is totally worth it. Even if you like Nate's material is great, you know, but seeing his father out there after you've heard him in his in his routine for so long, be a fixture you can tell, like, Nate's dad is pretty much as funny as him. Like, it was a really, really fun time. And it was cool to see, like, a little father-son dynamic happening, too, now that, you know, Nate Bargatze arguably one of the biggest comedians working right now. 
I love it. Yeah, I mean, he's filling stadiums. It's insane. Jesse, I got to ask, is your, in your dream world, like, because I know you have a son, would you love to have a father-son magic comedian show, like, with your son when he grows up? Were you we're, open up we're, for him? we're working on that. We've been we've been working on it for years. He's not into it, uh, but he's gonna learn to be. He's gonna learn to be because yeah. I have those dreams, Emily. Yeah, you're gonna be like, Dad. I don't dad, want to practice the, like the Disney Channel My dad. He's like <laughs> forcing their kid to like live out their dream. That's what you're gonna be. I love it. Yeah, Dad. Please, no more card tricks. My fingers—they're cramping up. <laughs> you're done when I say you're done. Now, pick a card. Any card. I have paper cuts. He grows up and goes to therapy. One day, it's like you know, some some people grew up and they have a hardcore soccer mom or a big baseball dad. I grew up in a. Magic I had to play family. violin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they would lock me in a room. Magic I had to dad. do violin solos four hours a day. I had a big time magic dad, and uh, it was you know. <laughs> He was, you know, tried to get me in all the magic uh, shows me in half. and just really press hard. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he really wanted, he really wanted to get that magic scholarship. Um, <laughs> not to a regular college, but a magic college. Um, <laughs> yeah. We're all working for the scholarship, you know? I, I, I basically am doing the same thing with Cohen. It's just, I drag him to magic games and he hates it as much as your son hates having to do magic. So it's sad, man. Our son's. <laughs> they just don't get it. They just don't get the vision, you know? Well, I'm sure one day he'll have a quote successful job that doesn't involve magic and uh you know because i'll say there's one thing that is uh recession proof yeah it actually they did magic probably does better during the recession because people need escape <laughs> it's magic it's it's one of the like when you look at the economy the, the u.s economy right now you have the commodities market infrastructure spending transportation mm-hmm. and the other big vertical right. a lot of people don't know this is magic and so i'm yep. just trying to prep the next uh you know the next generation one day all. jesse he'll look back and thank you for all this he'll he'll See, he'll, he'll, he'll grow up and be like thank you dad he better we he mentioned better. on the last podcast in in relevant buzz that a study came out linking the younger generations spending hours on youtube with depression so what you're doing is offering an alternative to the younger generation, mm, something that right. will bring them joy and bring them wonderful some so, magic yeah, into wonder. their life. And Aww. fabulous, fabulous wealth. Uh, I if love there's it. anything that magic has taught us. Actually, some of my favorite uh, TikTok accounts to follow are the card trick guys. Yeah. You know, like I, I love those. I, every time I come across one, I, if I, I fight sending it to you because I'm, I mean, like, I'm, I'm here, I'm here for it. You know, but, <laughs> okay, yeah, I, then I'll send but, it to you because there's this. some mind blowing ones. I've yeah. likely seen it. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. There's a guy, his name's Tony, and he works. Uh, <laughs> I'm, this is not a joke. I go to my family likes to go to a pizza place uh, on Friday night. It's called Shore Break on Shore Drive. If anyone's in town. Uh, in the area, I highly recommend it. Right. There's a guy who comes on uh, Friday nights who does tableside magic, you know, table booth to booth while we're eating pizza. Yeah. Is that why Tony. you go? Like tableside guacamole, kind of like that. It, exactly. Except magic. <laughs> Except it's he, than he, he carries around one of those big <laughs> pepper shaker things, grinders. Like, would you like some pepper? No. Would you like some magic? Yes, yeah. please. And he, then he, he like will make the guacamole yeah. if you want. No, but he did some tricks at my table the other night. And granted, he came over because he saw I have two children ages seven and 10, but I quickly shooed them away so that me and Tony could have a little one-on-one time for his best <laughs> material. I sent them to the arcade. Um, uh, I was, listen, real talk, if you're getting into the field of magic, 
to get a, I can't imagine what it takes to get to a, where you're like doing a room or doing like a touring show because this guy doing table side magic at the pizza place blew my mind. <laughs> I will never stop thinking magic is freaking awesome. I mean, I mean, the guy was, I mean, he was doing like mentalist tricks, Cameron, like we saw at the yeah. guy at, at the guy doing tableside magic at Disney. It's I, I in all seriousness, up close magic is really fun. That's moral of the story. Jesse, do you have a favorite magic trick that people that like magicians like? Is there one that you're every single time you're just blown away? It, it, it honestly, it's the mentalism ones where they tell you to think about something and then like either draw it or write it down, and then they're able to like they did like this guy did one where. Um, he he had us like Google something on our phone and pull up an image of it and just kind of show it around the table. And he wrote down, like not even, you know, not anywhere close to my phone. He wrote on a piece of paper what it was. And I have no idea how he did it. The mentalism stuff, because Cameron, we've seen That's it up close. It, it, it's, it's insane. It doesn't make, it's my it boggles the mind, you know? Yeah, I don't get it. Yeah. All right, move the show along. Stay tuned up next. It slices. to gold park the song is summer in my head florida it's summer everywhere season four of the chosen is in theaters now and the reviews that count are in amazing did not disappoint flurry of emotions it was powerful heartbreaking uplifting you have got to come and see it it is a message for everybody i highly recommend that you come out and see the chosen season four Episodes 1 through 3 of The Chosen Season 4 are in theaters till February 14th. So visit thechosenriseup.com and get your tickets now. That's thechosenriseup.com for tickets today. It's time for Slices. All right, what do you have, Jesse? All right, um, you guys know me. Um, Big time Taco Bell guy. Um, Always going to defend the brand, but I don't like what they're doing um, with this latest story here. Oh. Um, oh, they are trouble uh, in paradise. I, I know it's got me very conflicted. Um, Is I mean, I'm still going to eat. What's yeah. going on? No, it's it's um, this this one. Um, yeah, I, I don't like I don't like um, uh, organizations that are overly litigious. OK, yeah, once lawyers get involved, a lot mm. of the fun gets sucked out of the room. OK, right. Taco Bell is on <laughs> a campaign. That's a statement that we should start the show with. <laughs> as soon as lawyers get involved, all the fun in the room is gone. <laughs> it's just a rule of life. Yeah. Taco Bell is working with lawyers and the trademark office to try to do what they're saying is to liberate the phrase Taco Tuesday. Um, now, uh, there is actually a trademark held by a small taco chain called Taco John's that trademarked the phrase Taco Tuesday back in the late 80s as part of a promotion. And they still hold that that trademark. Wow. Now, NBA fans know even LeBron tried to trademark Taco Tuesday not that long ago. 
But uh, Taco Bell is under this campaign to liberate the phrase Taco Tuesday. Um, uh, but Taco John's is not backing down, and it's looking like this is going to be a legal battle. Uh, Taco Bell is using um, the the legal precedent of of uh, genericide is what the the AP has called it. Basically, when a generic when a generic term like for example, they gave a couple escalator or trampoline or cellophane in the past have been trademarked. But if the trademark office office deems that it's generic, untrademarkable, then the trademark is lost. Taco Bell, why are you picking on Taco John's? They had the foresight in the 80s. That was really, they were ahead of their game. Way yeah, there there wasn't game. even social media where people were hashtagging Taco Tuesday. Yeah. Look, my, look, my, at, look at the link I just sent you. I just sent you the Taco John's website. They are so serious about their trademark. Look at the copy. Every time they mention Taco Tuesday, they put that little R with the circle on it. Yeah. Like every time you can't, this They're is letting ours. you know that they own yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, also, very where, aggressively. Wow. Where is Taco John? I've never heard of this place. Cheyenne, Wyoming. If you look down at the very bottom, Wyoming. Wow. I'm, I'm just saying they had the foresight. If you if you trademark it, in my in my mind, it's yours for life. I don't I don't know why Taco Bell's. Yeah, because the other thing too, it's not like Taco. Like if I say like if I'm on my way home from work and I call my wife like, hey, Taco Tuesday. It's not like Taco John's is breathing down my neck. They're yeah. really letting it. It's liberated. It's out there. They just don't want. They just don't want big bad Taco Bell. Taking it part of their marketing. I'm, I'm Team Taco John here, and I'm really kind of off put that the brand behind so many of my favorite food creations is is bullying the little guy here. Jamie, what, what are your thoughts on this? I'm with Taco John's too. I mean, it's not like Taco Bell isn't a he- like winning the 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 sales game here. Yeah. I mean, there's Taco Bells around the whole entire world. Let Taco John's in Cheyenne, Wyoming, just do their thing. Who cares, Taco Bell? That's what I think, too. I'm like, Taco John's, we're celebrating them because they were ahead of the game and let them have their Taco Tuesday. There's 20 of them. They're heavily in Wyoming, a couple in Colorado, Utah, and then they go west, like Washington and Idaho. So and a little bit of Montana, too. So there's 20 Taco John's. So go support your local Taco John's yeah, West Coast listeners. Can. Love yeah. it. Yeah. In the fight against Big Taco. All right. What do you have, Jamie? All right. You know, you see those stories where like, uh, usually you'll see it around like Christmas time where people are stealing things off people's porches. Right. And there was one time I saw someone where they put like a fake, like it was in a TV box, but they filled it up with fake stuff and someone stole it. And it was like jokes on you, thief for getting it. Well, it was like a glitter bomb or something. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. This is a little bit different, but, uh, there is in Memphis, Tennessee, this is kind of actually really sad. There's no joking involved here. This is sad. In Memphis, Tennessee, there's a church who had a moving truck filled up with old organ pipes. Lots of old organ pipes, okay? Calvary Episcopal Church in downtown Memphis had loaded up this Penske truck with nearly 2,000 organ pipes, and they were transporting it to the Spencer Organ Company in Boston, where it was going to undergo a restoration. Now, instead of it getting to Boston, this truck was stolen. They discovered that the truck on Sunday had been stolen with the almost 90-year-old pipes inside of it. As of when was this article written? Let me see. As of yesterday, they still have not found this truck, but authorities are hoping that this truck will be found abandoned once the thieves open up the back of that and realize, "Oh, there's 9,000, 2,000, you know, organ pipes. What can we do with this?" can't sell it. You can't do anything with it. We hope they find the truck abandoned. Yeah. How much are organ pipes going for these days? I can't imagine. You melt them down and it's lead. Where was this story? Memphis, Tennessee. 
Okay, because I just got a really good deal on quite a number of church organ pipes on Craigslist uh, a couple days ago. It was shocking. Shocking. Uh, shockingly good deal. Um, um, I, so good I couldn't say no. Um, it's probably just coincidence. Anyway, continue the story. Coincidence for sure. But I, I would just like to speak to our listeners in Memphis. If you see a Penske truck on the side of the road and maybe people are pulling out a bunch of pipes, maybe you should go ahead and call Calvary Episcopal Church and let them know that you found the organ pipes. But I also, when I read the story, it makes me really, really sad. Number one, because they got their truck stolen and it was so important. But number two, these thieves, when they open it up, they're going to have two choices. They're going to burn it, the whole thing down so they can't get caught or they're going to become good Samaritans and they're going to turn and they repent from their sins and they're going to turn in the organ pipes. So <laughs> Cameron, yeah. I just think they've got two choices here, guys. Come on, get the organ pipes. They got back. away with it. And then they're unloading their, their the perfect loop. crime. <laughs> they're not going to I actually think they're probably going to throw the pipes on the side of the road and then use the truck for something else. It's sad though. This poor church. They're going to have this new a lot organ. Of, lot of old people. Why did this who church won't be able to hear their hymns? Is that normal for an organ? Is it two thousand? Yeah, like haven't you haven't you seen? Those I think there's a lot old? of pieces. That feels like a lot. I would just say the deal that I recently got was two thousand on the nose. So <laughs> it's probably a pretty common number of pipes. Uh, when did a buy one get one thousand nine hundred ninety nine free <laughs> deal? You were telling me about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, it was just again, a shockingly good deal. They were trying to offload them, it looked like. I mean, it was. Who would have thought? They were in quite a hurry for me to pick these up. So, do you guys, do your grocery stores have really bad BOGO deals now? Like, it used to be like buy one Diet Coke, get one half off, or buy one, get one free. Now it's like I have to buy like five to get one free. Have you noticed this? And I look like this weird, like literally I'm walking up to check out and I have like six Diet Cokes because I go, I want to get the discount. And the guy goes, oh, are you having a party? I'm like, no, this is just for me. I'm trying to get a free one. So my wife went to a taco truck the other day and she told me, she was like, oh, I've been really wanting to try this taco truck, but I wasn't super hungry. I just wanted one taco. And they had a sign out that said, tacos, two for $10. And so she went up to the window and she's like, I just want a taco. She's like, oh, they're two for $10. She's like, oh, I just want one. She goes, and they said, oh, $4. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> <laughs> they're running some kind of scam at that taco truck. Yeah. Or they just can't do better. That's true. That is a true story. Yeah. They're decentivizing they're buying that. two. Yeah. 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 All right. Three for 12. Yeah. One for four, two for 10. It doesn't make any All sense. Right. I'm just telling you what her experience was. What do you have, Emily? Um, there is a professor out in Florida who currently, or he broke the record this last weekend for the longest time living underwater without depressurization. Um, he's been underwater for 74 days, uh, living off a protein heavy meal of eggs and salmon using a microwave. Um, but he's officially broken the record as of this weekend. And yet he refuses to come back up because he wants to make it to a hundred day mark. Um, just living underwater by himself and some scientists that have kind of been checking in with him, making sure he's you know doing okay and his body's okay, they're kind of telling him like you should probably start coming up. Like your body can't take that much pressure. Um, How is he eating eggs underwater? Are they soggy? Like, I I assume they're probably the soggiest eggs you can possibly imagine. <laughs> and he's loving. How, but it. for real, like you're the one reading this. How how is he eating if he's underwater? 
Well, he's not in the water. He's in a, a like a submarine thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like living underwater. No, she said it's not pressurized. But you said he's not pressurized. So how could he be in a submarine not being pressurized? How shallow is he? Maybe he's just below the surface. Maybe it's not, you know what I mean? Maybe it's just enough to get he's the He's just like in on. a waterbed. It just says it's, he's living without <laughs> depressurization. Yeah, if you're not if one, you're not that far below the surface, you don't you don't have to depressurize that. You know, but but he is. He's like seventy feet down or something. I, right? Isn't that what you just said? He's at the bottom of the, of a thirty foot deep lagoon. Thirty foot oh. deep. Okay, oh. thirty feet. Yeah, Again, think- how is he eating eggs? So he's you're saying he's like in a he in has a, a microwave in a sub- Oh, so he's like in a room down there. Yeah, he's yeah, got yeah. like a he's little. A, it's like a little lodge room kind of situation. So yeah, so it's I like, was picturing a dude just like in the water, like like no, a dude just like in no, a scuba no, 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 outfit. No, no, no. no, he's in like a okay, I got like you. a lodge thing, just like living underwater. But he's deep enough where it's like his body can be affected by like the it's the gravity or whatever, or not gravity, pressure, pressure. But anyways, he yeah, yeah he's just trying to make it to a hundred days living underwater. For no reason other than to say that he lived I was to say, days. why? Yeah, why? What's the goal here? What's Just the... a flex. Yeah, I, I'm here for it. I mean, it's a pretty cool thing to say at a party. Hey, you know, one time I spent 100 <laughs> days underwater. No big deal. Except you come out looking like the elephant man because your head decompresses <laughs> and like you're permanently miss. You're, you're missing the point that you get a really good story for the rest of your life. So <laughs> two truths and a lie, you always win. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, what would you? What do you do to pass the time for seventy-two days underwater? Like, what do you do? You learn close-up magic, I guess. Yeah, you. I don't oh, like. There's plenty to do down there. Oh, there's it's like that lady who lived in the cave. Yeah, you know, you well just kind of yeah, lay around, you know, do some push-ups. Some yeah, you know, read some books, just get eat away some from eggs. the stresses of the world. You know. Under a lake. Cause permanent damage to your organs. So, all right, that'll do it for slices. Check out relevantmagazine.com where we covered literally none of those stories. So, this, <laughs> these are podcast exclusives just for you. Okay, stay tuned up next. Darren Gray joins us. Listening to Vacations, the song is Next Exit. I guess it's a road trip themed album. Hey, if you like this podcast, but you might like it better if there were no ads, you can do that. Head over to relevantmagazine.com and sign up for Relevant Plus. For just a couple bucks a month, you get this podcast ad free. You get ad free unlimited reading at relevantmagazine.com, including the full podcast and magazine archives, our beautifully designed digital issue, and a little more. Uh, check out all the info right there on the Relevant Plus tab at RelevantMagazine.com. Well, our guest today is Derwin Gray. He's a pastor at Transformation Church in South Carolina. He's also an author, speaker. 
We talked to him about the rise of deconstruction in this generation and how Christians can wisely navigate their faith journey. It's an important topic. Here's our conversation with Derwin Gray. I saw your video a few weeks ago where you we're speaking to Gen Z and millennials about sort of navigating this deconstruction movement that's happening right now. Um, and, you know, I do think that there are, when people say deconstruction, a lot of different thoughts come to mind. So I think for the purpose of this conversation, what, when you refer to deconstruction, what exactly are you talking about? Yes, I think that is such a great question. Uh, we live in such a world where people are making statements and they're saying the same thing, but their statements mean something differently. I think uh, experimentally within the church, what we're seeing now is deconstructionism is really uh, progressive liberal theology from the 60s that morphed into the mainline church. And then in the late 90s to about 2008, there was this movement called the emergent church. And everything that the emergent church is, was talking about is what the deconstruction movement is talking about as well. Such as Christ is the only way, but Christ can be revealed in various religions, uh, LGBTQ issues are not what historical Christianity says, institutions are bad. And so at 52 years old now, it's like, wait a second, this was the emergent movement from 2002 to 2008. This is just a repackaging of that. So what I encourage people to do who are experiencing a crisis of faith is this. Go talk to Jesus. Um, I want to walk in the fruit of the spirit. I want to glorify God. But if you put your faith on Derwin Gray, you're going to deconstruct. If you put your faith on the Apostle Paul, if you, our faith can only be in the person of Jesus Christ. And so what I encourage people to do is go talk to Jesus, like starting the Gospel of John, read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and just spend time with Jesus. And then secondly, recognize that sanctification is a beautiful struggle. So justification is God declares me to be something I never thought I could be, the righteousness of Christ. It is a free gift. Sanctification is the Spirit of God through our cooperation living out the righteousness that we're declared to be. Glorification, a new heavens, new earth, when we're in resurrected, glorified bodies, is we are truly as we should be the righteousness of Christ. And so we have to be patient with each other. But what I do think the deconstruction movement is doing that's healthy is it's pointing out inconsistencies. There are some atrocious and evil things that need to be pointed out. But those evil and atrocious things are not in Jesus. They are not him. And ever since the beginning of the church, the greatest way for the devil to destroy the church is not from an atheist. It's not from an outside movement. It is from the inside. People saying that they do follow Christ and do not.
with, I mean, it's kind of always been there, but I feel like it's come to light this, the the division that um, we experience in America. And so, you know, you've kind of hinted at it, but like, what are some things the church can do to, um, you know, bridge that gap and like get rid of that division? Like what are things both as members and then just maybe like as the church as a whole that we should be doing? I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm smart enough or qualified enough to say what the whole church should do, but I'm going to say what we do at Transformation Church. This is what we do. Number one, uh, we believe that the life, death, resurrection of Jesus is the heartbeat of everything. We call that being gospel shaped. Uh, It starts in the pulpit. We want everything that we do to be about his grace, his gospel, his kingdom, his glory. And as a result of that, what what takes place is, is people begin to love God completely. They begin to love themselves correctly. And then they begin to love their neighbors compassionately. Jesus said, listen, the greatest of these is love God and love your neighbor as you love yourself. What does it look like to love my neighbor? It looks like the cross. It looks like sacrifice. It looks like compassion. It looks like mercy. It looks like truth, right? And who is my neighbor going to be? My neighbor is going to be multi-ethnic. My neighbor is going to be multi-generational. My neighbor is going to be socioeconomic. And so, um, the cross tears down racism, sexism, and classism. And so we become a people that actually look like Jesus. And then what happens in the seats, we begin to take that to the streets. Um, sadly, and I hope this comes across the right way, is there's too much preaching that is Christless. You have the moralistic preaching that's Christless. God hates sin. You better change. Stop this. Don't do do that. Dot, 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 dot. Don't work. Right. And then you have this preaching that's the prosperity gospel. It's like a, a, a hype concert. It's like going to a nightclub for Jesus and you leave hyped up and you're, you can do this and you can do no, 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 no. But then you have a gospel that's very, and I'm going to use a big word here, antinomiistic. Antinomiism means against the law. It's a gospel that basically says holiness doesn't matter. And what I'm saying is, is through the life, death and resurrection of King Jesus, we're formed into the image of Christ, reflecting the fruit of the spirit, living a life of holiness and mission with Jesus. You know, I'm curious for someone who, you know, maybe they feel like they need to deconstruct things, but they're not sure where to start. Um, do you have any advice for how to maybe like healthy, like stay healthy as you're, as someone's like wrestling with these questions or wrestling with um, things that they want to deconstruct? Yeah. Yeah. So, so what I would say is number one is really get with the Lord, pray and fast and ask yourself, what is it that I'm disappointed in? And typically we'll, we'll find out that it's people and not Jesus. Um, I have seen people put their whole lives into a leader and then the leader falls and then they're no longer in the church. Well, that's idolatry. And the thing about an idol, an idol will never satisfy and it will soon disappoint. And so that's why it's important for the person who's thinking about 
man, is this true or that true? What I would say is, man, start in the Gospel of John. If you drink coffee, get some bold black coffee, put on some worship music and read slowly and allow the Holy Spirit to minister to you. And when you see Jesus, when you see Jesus for all that he is worth, it gives you patience with people like ourselves who are not him. That was Derwin Gray. Stay tuned up next. It's Reality Warp. to Alex Page the song is Forerunner I like it when there's good Christian music today's show is brought to you in part by The Chosen season four of The Chosen is coming to theaters nationwide on February 1st and this season has everything clashing kingdoms rival rulers and when they're threatened by the reality of Jesus's growing influence religious leaders do the unthinkable choose to ally themselves with the Romans As the seeds of betrayal are planted in opposition to Jesus' message turns violent, he's left with no alternative but to demand his followers rise up. So get ready, relevant podcast listeners. February 1st is the big release day. Go get your tickets now at thechosenriseup.com. So Jamie Ivy, mogul, very, very busy. She had to run. Uh, She had... An appointment. We were running a little long, so she is not going to be playing the game, but you will hear her voice magically at the end of the show. Um, so sitting in for Jamie, uh, our very own producer, Jason. Hey, man. Hey. We heard you on the last podcast talking about Alabama white sauce. Alabama white sauce. Barbecue. Oh, gross. Sounds like a he band. He has it on his desk. Sounds like a cool, <laughs> cool band name. A, a very <laughs> racist band. Like, okay. Like, well, it's Alabama. Oh. Roll Tide. All right. Okay, so the game, Reality Warp. With the ongoing writer's strike, the state of TV is a bit up in the air. So get ready for a lot more reality TV shows to start appearing. They require little to no writing and can be fairly cheap to produce, which is why studios are going to start rolling them out. So this game, you, I'm going to list three shows. Two are fake. One is real. And you have to pick the actual real reality show that's coming up. Jason, uh, you will be playing as well. So whoever gets the most is the winner. Okay, we are going to start with Jesse. Here we go. Celebrity family cook-off. A food-loving celebrity and a family member face off against another celebrity family duo in a two-round battle, dinner followed by dessert. Each round of the competition will feature a culinary challenge inspired by a hit movie or television series. 
That's option one. Option two, Survivor, the metaverse. A group of contestants are stranded in a virtual world and must compete in challenges to be the last one standing. Or the pet whisperer, an expert pet whisperer, travels across the country helping people bond with their pets in a deeper way. I'm going to go for the one that I would want to watch and I hope is real the, re- the, the, the most, and that's the pet whisperer. <laughs> no, the real one is Celebrity Family Cookoff. So that is Give me emotion. the pet whisperer. Give me that. All right, Jason, here we go. America's next top influencer. A group of social media influencers compete for a contract with a major brand. Joe Millionaire for richer or poorer. Two incredible single men with one huge difference separating them. One's a millionaire. The other is not. 18 women date both of them with no knowledge of which of their potential love interests is wealthy. Or celebrity sock wrestling. A group of celebrities compete in an intense battle of sock wrestling complete with, an outrage, complete with outrageous costumes and dramatic commentary. What's the uh, Yeah, well, I love the last one a lot. I, I, I'm pretty sure that Joe Millionaire for Richer for Poorer, I, I feel like I've seen an ad for that, so I'm going to go with that one. That is correct. That is the rule. Boom. Yeah. All right, Emily. The Golden Bachelor, one lucky senior citizen, will have the chance to date dozens of women at the same time in hopes of finding true love. Ninja Warrior, retirement home edition. Elderly competitors tackle an intense obstacle course designed specifically for their age group. Proving that age is just a number when it comes to being a ninja. Or, so you think you can mime. Aspiring mimes compete in a silent showdown showcasing their most creative and hilarious routines without uttering a single word. What's the real show? I hope all of these are real. Um, as, oh, this is hard. I know I've seen advertisements for years about like a senior citizen bachelor. And I, I hope they're finally making it because it's been advertised for like four years. So I'm going to go with the first one. Why do you want to watch that? Because it is a real show. And it is coming up. Oh my God. How so old are the senior yes. citizens on it? That's what I want to know. Like, are, I mean, are they truly 85 and over. 85 and over. And the term golden, the golden bachelor isn't referring to age. It's the fact that he's very, very suntanned because it's shot in South Florida where all the old people go. <laughs> villages. And just, and just, They're already there. Just, They're already there. Sit. <laughs> It's actually just a retirement community. That's all they do. Yeah. It's a retirement community. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Uh, Jesse, you're up. The great bubble wrap race. Teams navigate an obstacle course filled with giant bubbles, racing to see who can pop the most bubbles and bubble wrap in the fastest time. Uh, Worst driver. Terrible drivers chosen by viewers are forced to compete in challenges in order to earn back their driver's license. Or heist two teams compete against each other to see which can successfully break into a real operating bank and get away with cash haul without getting caught which is the real show again the one i want to be the real the most and compete in heist the actual show is worse driver where viewers are forced to compete in challenges to earn back their driver's license that is a real show wow that's That's crazy yeah sounds like nothing could go wrong yeah. Okay, uh, Jason, here we go. Mama's Boys, a dating show competition where the male contestant's mother is present at all times. It's called Mama's Boys. Or extreme office chair racing. Office workers transform their mundane work chairs into high-speed racing machines and battle it out on a thrilling track uh, filled with obstacles and tight turns. Sounds like Mario Kart. Or Fear Factor, The Vegans, a reality show that challenges vegans to complete challenges that involve eating meat and other animal products. What's the real show? Man, okay, I I'm gonna take a Jesse on this. I really want it to be the office chair uh, racing. I, that's that's what I want. The Come real on. show 
is Mama's Boys, a dating oh, show God. where the male contestant's mother is present at all times. Jason, I heard it. that that's, I heard you applied for that one. No? <laughs> well, I don't, I really, golly, I didn't, I didn't realize this was going to be in the game. I didn't want to bring it up. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I, I still haven't heard back. So I don't know. I don't know. I sent a picture of me and my mom. It's a whole thing. Fingers crossed. Mama's voice. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, All right, crossed. here we go. Uh, Emily, last one. This is it for the game. You got to have faith. An atheist spends a week meeting with religious leaders of various faiths, some major, some more obscure, to decide which, if any, he or she will convert to. The Great Lego Tower Showdown. Teams race against the clock to build the tallest Lego tower, facing unexpected challenges along the way. Um, or Mr. Personality, a reality dating show with a twist. Contestants wear masks the entire time. I'm also going to pull Jesse. I would be Mr. very Personality just sounds like love is blind. Yeah. Well, love is blind. You, there's a wall, not a, what does it say? A mask? Mask. You it's just their... the whole point is obscuring to knowing what they look like. Yeah. Well, anyways, I'm going to go with the gotta have faith one. Cause that seems like it could get real messy real quickly. And I love messy reality TV. Uh, the, the actual show is Mr. Personality. <laughs> Uh, reality dating show where they have to wear masks. There you go. The, the Lego Tower Showdown is basically just the Lego show that they have on Fox. Will Arnett hosts it. You just build Lego stuff. They have challenges. an actual Lego I'm show? In. I'm into that too. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. That's I did awesome. not realize this Conan was a well-known show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's on Don't Fox. Get it's started. Not like Don't on... get Cameron started. Love I've seen Legos. every episode. Have you it's applied great. to be on that show, Cameron? No, I'm not. I'm not a master builder. These people are unbelievable. <laughs> I just buy the sets and put them together. Anyway, all right, that'll do it for Reality Warp. Let's see who was the winner. I didn't. Uh, even it was keep a track. tie. It was a tie. I think we all won that one. Yeah, <laughs> or society won that one. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. just the list. All right. The listeners came out on top. Well, before we wrap things up, I want to thank Derwin Gray for joining us today. Make sure to check out, well, just check out his website and find out where he's speaking. Check out his books. There's a lot that he's doing. And if you don't follow Transformation Church on Instagram, it's a good follow. Um, I enjoy it. Uh, Also, make sure to check out the spring issue of Relevant. The digital issue is out now. We've got amazing conversations with Michael B. Jordan, Anna of the North, Fits in the Tantrums. Royal Otis, uh, Beth Moore. There's, it's packed and it's free. You can find it by clicking the magazine tab at relevantmagazine.com. It's all right there. If you want the beautifully designed enhanced edition, uh, perfect for your tablet or devices, uh, you can sign up for Relevant Plus and it's included. You get ad-free viewing, ad-free podcasts, exclusive podcasts, exclusive magazines, and then starts as low as two fifty a month. Go check out and get all the information right there at relevantmagazine.com. Uh, make sure to follow along right there on the homepage. You can, or on the right rail, you can sign up for our newsletter, which gives you the top five trending stories in your inbox every weekday. Also follow us on all the socials. We're posting everything we publish over on Twitter and Facebook. We have IGS most days, <laughs> the feed occasionally, and we're going to be doing more on uh, TikTok and stuff this year, including clips from this podcast. So follow us on TikTok if you haven't already. Okay. On that note, we'll wrap it. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Emily Brown. I'm Jamie Ivy. See, you heard Jamie. Crazy. All right. See you guys on Friday. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. 
Check out our features, interviews, and news updates every day at relevantmagazine.com. And make sure to follow Relevant on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest. For more great podcasts, browse the shows on the Relevant Podcast Network, which you can find at our site. And while you're there, don't miss the all-new era of Relevant Magazine. A new issue releases every other month at relevantmagazine.com. done when I say you're done. Now pick a card. Relevant Podcast Network.